Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the edge of the fiscal cliff, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this evening? Um, I'm I'm good. I'm just trying to keep my Cowboys hope alive over here. How are you, Sherpa? Well, they, they did a they did a good job of uh, keeping hope alive on Sunday. Finally, night they that. did one thing for me. Just one thing this year. It would have been nice if they beat the Redskins, but I'll try to let go of that bitterness. Well. They, they still have a few weeks left to uh, try to catch up to and overtake the, the Giants and we'll you know, send we'll off the Redskins. But yeah. So, so, yeah, lots going on this week. Do you want to start off by telling people how they can get in touch with us? Yes. Uh, we will be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. And if you want to have your voice heard throughout the show, there are a number of ways that you can get a hold of us. We will be talking about all the Week 14 matchups, telling you who to start, who to sit, who to pick up on the waiver wire, all that good stuff. But if you have questions or anything else you want to have your opinion heard on, feel free to give us a call at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can tweet us at the number 4THNInchesShow at... That's at Twitter, obviously, and it's the number four THN inches show. Our email address is the same handle, the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. The chat room is open, and you can find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page uh, at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, which has a great blog over there, and on our personal Twitter accounts as well, which we'll give you at the end of the show. And I think we're ready to dive on in. What do you think, Sherpa? Yeah, sounds good. Before we get too far, I want to apologize for something I said last week. I made an unfortunate uh, wise crack about Ray Carruth, and obviously in the wake of what happened with Javon Belcher in the murder-suicide last weekend, uh, I mean, it wasn't funny to begin with, but especially the timing is kind of unfortunate, and obviously nothing funny about domestic violence, so uh, I apologize for that remark, and uh, and and appropriately chastened. All right, let's move right along to the waiver wire. We got this Okay. So with the quarterback situation this week, there weren't too many injuries. Of course, we had the the Jets debacle. (laughs) Yeah, I I was one of the nuts that actually watched that game pretty much from start to finish. I heard I got several text messages about how painful it was to watch that game. Well, it was it was kind of like one of these sadistic things where you you know it, you're rubbernecking at a at some kind of a wreck and it just <laughs> you couldn't believe the two teams were combining to play that badly that poorly, but just you know, it just kept happening. I mean, those two quarterbacks I think combined for 25 completions. There were several games where both quarterbacks had more than 25 completions last week, so that just <sighs> gives you an idea of how pitiful the offenses in that game really were. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah. So, but in terms of 
who they're starting. I guess they just announced today that that, um, that Mark Sanchez is still going to have his is going to get another crack at it in Jacksonville this weekend. My theory is that that Rex Ryan probably made a different decision because that game is being played on the road than if it were being played at home. I think if that game were played at home this weekend, there's no way that he could go back to Sanchez at home. He would just be booed out of the stadium, I think. The first... I, I I think I agree with you there. Um, I don't have high expectations that Mark Sanchez will make it through this entire game, but this is, this is it. This is his chance. Can you beat the Jaguars? Because if you can't really... You already have the second-worst completion rate in the league. You have potentially two quarterbacks behind you that probably could do a better job than you, and you've done absolutely nothing to ensure your job. The only thing he is going for him is he's guaranteed all of his money next year, no matter what happens, so they're sort of stuck with him. Well, they could just pay him not to play or cut him loose, but, yeah, they is, probably it don't. It is the New York My way guess, now. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems to be. My guess is that if... Rex Ryan is back next year, which is a pretty big if, but I think they might give him a pass based on all the injuries on offense that they've had this year. If if he is back, my guess is Sanchez will be back, but they may go ahead and bring somebody else in to compete with him for the starter's job there. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. But who do you like on the waiver wire this week? All right, so quarterback-wise, you only we went through the Mark Sanchez thing. I would say Russell Wilson. Last week, I was I was getting on his case for the fact that he was only averaging about 175 throwing yards per game. So what does he do? He goes out and throws for 290 yards. So people do love to prove us wrong. That I think has been proven. (laughs) The motivation of proving the fourth and inches show hosts wrong. I I think is I mean obviously deciding factor in a lot of games that go on (laughs) in the NFL. But so Russell Wilson is one I would look to. Um, Brandon Whedon has a, a pretty nice matchup this week, too. And yes, he Nick does. Foles, I know, you know he didn't look great against Dallas, but against that Tampa Bay pass defense or what passes for a pass defense in Tampa, he's also a very intriguing option for me this week. Who do you like? Uh, that was actually the three I had on my list. I love Brandon Whedon this week against Kansas City. Russell Wilson actually has two good matchups against the Cardinals and then the Bills next week. And you all know how I feel about Nick Foles. I am absolutely not giving up on this guy. Um, but I think as far as what's available on the waiver wire, those are, are far and away your best options. I know there are people who are going out there and picking up Jets backup quarterbacks, but let's be realistic. Even if Sanchez loses the job, that's still not a functional team. It's not going to help you to have a different one of the quarterbacks. Just stay away from them. Yeah, I, I would second that notion yeah. very quickly. So how about <laughs> running backs? Who's on your list this week? Well, Jonathan Dwyer has been given the nod as the number one running back in Pittsburgh, and he's getting Ben Roethlisberger back, which means this offense is going to look more functional. So if he's still available, go out and get him. Same thing with Sean Marino. It's been a little surprising. I know to me especially, I thought Ronnie Hillman would be the guy out there, but Marino looks shockingly functional, and that's obviously an offense that's going to put up a bunch of points. And Alex Green in Green Bay, it looks like James Starks may be out for the year, which means he's the de facto number one again. They did sign Ryan Grant back, but I just at this point in the year, I don't know if that's really going to chip in too, too much to his workload, at least not this week. Yeah, the only names I would add to that are 
Well, Pierre Thomas had a good week last week for New Orleans, but mm-hmm. yeah, you really that's you don't know which of those four backs. Pick your own adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for only for the that's not for the faint of heart. Um, Montel mm-hmm. Owens in Jacksonville, you know, has a chance to do some damage against the Jets this weekend. Their run defense is being well accepted is is not their strong part of their defense. Yeah, and. Um, couple others. Bernard Pierce seems to be getting more carries now in Baltimore in relief of Ray Rice. Seems like they're trying to keep him fresh for the playoffs, but of course mm-hmm. they don't want to give him too many carries or they might not make it. They gave the him playoffs. the entire fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. And then um, also uh, Michael James in San Francisco looks like Brandon Jacobs. This is they're pretty much giving up on him as, their, as Frank yeah. Gore's primary backup already. So James, if available, might be a Nice pickup this week. I w- I would suspect he's available in in a lot of places, but uh, yeah. let's let's keep rolling. What are you thinking on yeah. wide receivers? Uh, I just want to so, point out that every time I name a wide receiver a nice sleeper pick or a good guy to pick up off the waiver wire, he goes on IR immediately. This happened with Mohamed Sanu. Got a stress fracture. He didn't even play last week. He went on IR directly after our show. Uh, Ryan Broyles tore his ACL on Sunday. This is this is a very disturbing trend. <laughs> I don't so like it one Jana, Who gets awarded the Jana Kiss of Death? I know. Week? I'm really guys. I'm really really sorry. This yeah. is terrible. Um, but I am gonna put a couple more names out there. Josh Gordon and T. Y. Hilton have been on my list for a while, which means they are probably doomed at this point. And Mike Thomas, formerly of Jacksonville, recently remember was traded to Detroit. Um, uh, since they are kind of running out of wide receivers like there's no tomorrow, uh, he he may see some more time. And, Chris and he should Stevens, be starting this week, I would think. Yeah, I mean, they don't have anybody else to at this point. Well, I guess to. they've got Brian Rubisky, and they just signed Lance Long today, but I don't think either of yeah, them were. Today, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Chris Givens in St. Louis. I'm, I'm loving yes. this guy right now, which means he's yes. probably going to be on IR next week, and I apologize in advance for that. <laughs> Yeah, a couple other names that I'll add to the list. A couple guys out in Oakland, Rod Streeter and uh, Jaron Kreiner, have both been yeah. getting a lot more targets the last few weeks. And Streeter in particular has been, you know, had several good games interspersed with some mediocre efforts throughout the season. And Carson mm-hmm. Palmer, for whatever reason, seems to like looking his way as a third option behind Moore and Hayward Bay. So, somebody else that I, I like this week. And uh, Doug Baldwin in Seattle with Sidney Rice is limited in any way, shape, or form. He's another guy that had a good season last year that might still be available and contribute something. Yeah, I can I can live with that. Uh, tight ends? Tight end-wise, uh, Tony Moiaki is still out there in a lot of leagues. Tony Scheffler, I think he's probably going to benefit more from the Titus Young and Ryan Boyle's injuries than any of the wide receivers left there. I mean, he's become, in essence, their their second or third wide receiver. Uh, and he, he and uh, Pettigrew were both getting lots of targets. So he's somebody I could see. Uh, Lance Kendricks getting more targets in St. Louis. Uh, Rob Hausler in Arizona. 
Uh, Jeff Cumberland looks like he's back on track in New York, especially if Justin Keller can't play. So how about you? Who are some of the tight ends you've got there? Uh, Brandon Myers. Cody Fleener's healthy again, which I think will be uh, a nice little boost for Indy this week and her playing Tennessee, which means there's going to be a lot of passing yards to go around. And Dallas Clark's got a great schedule down the stretch. Ben Watson out in Cleveland. Again, anybody playing the Chiefs is pretty much a good pickup this week. Okay, um, kicker-wise, anybody strike you this week? Matt Prater in Denver is unowned in a lot of places. Phil Dawson in Cleveland, again, playing Kansas City. There are points to be had. And Connor Barth in Tampa Bay. Right, and I would add Alex Henry in Philadelphia and Kai Forbath in Washington to that list. I mean, yeah. it still seems like a lot of people don't know who Kai Forbath is, but he's been one of the highest-scoring kickers. And, I know, it's weird. Yeah. The Redskins picked him up. Their offense, I mean, it's just coincidence that their offense has picked up since they signed him, <laughs> but he's a sneaky player, you know, especially hopefully nobody in, who's listening to our, who's smart enough to listen to our show would still have Jay Feely on their roster. But uh, if for not. some reason you do, then uh, please dump him right away and pick up Kai Forbath. Yeah, good advice. Way to go, Sherpa. <laughs> 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 That's where we get paid the big bucks. So how about um, defenses? Who who um, do you like this week that might be available on the waiver wire? Uh, St. Louis, definitely. San Diego's an interesting play. Loving Cleveland, and I'm liking taking a flyer on Minnesota this week. I feel like they can fluster Jay Cutler a little bit. Yeah, that, that could happen. I mean, yeah, that, that's, I, I like the... Um, the uh, San Diego pick, I don't think, especially if Roethlisberger isn't able to play. I know they're saying there's just got to be, be a little rust, even if he does play. You would think you would think he's not going to be 100 percent, although he does seem to be superhuman at times. But, and I, I like the Minnesota pick as well. So you've you've read my mind and, and my <laughs> list. So I guess there's really nothing more to talk about there. <laughs> All so, right, let's uh Why don't we dive right the into the games then? Yeah. And the Thursday night game this week features oh. Peyton Manning and the Broncos um, traveling to Oakland in the Black Hole, taking on Carson Palmer and the Raiders. This used to this be such a good rivalry. <laughs> yeah. And Just not the same. No, it's mm-hmm. not, and... Only one of these two teams is really competitive this year, and I don't think you need me to tell you which one that is. But I'll give you a hint. I think they'll win the game pretty easily, and if that's not enough of a hint, the final score I'm projecting for this game is Denver 31, Oakland 20. Yeah, I just – these Thursday night games are making me crazy. From a fantasy perspective, they're just – some of these matchups look so good, and then you just don't get the points you think you're going to get, and it's – yeah, how about Drew Brees with no touchdowns last week? That was uh, yeah. kind of hard to imagine. <laughs> I have nightmares about that. Yeah, but, there's a lot um, of people I that think, are not. I think Peyton Manning is going to be able to overcome that and get a couple of touchdowns. I'm definitely starting Peyton Manning. I think they win by at least a touchdown, if not 10 points. Starting no Sean Marino, no Ronnie Hillman. As much as I thought that would work, it's not. Definitely starting Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. No to Brandon Stokely. Um a lot of weeks I like him as a flex option, but it's this curse of the Thursday night. It just makes me crazy. Uh, I am starting tight end Jacob Tammy and the defense and the kicker. 
Now, with Stokely, he's questionable with a hip injury. Would that make you consider Matthew Willis at all as a flex option, or would you rather or do I you just, think that's so more think the tight end? Yeah, I just don't think there's enough there. Okay. For Oakland, I like quarterback Carson Palmer, wide receivers Darius Hayward Bay and Demarius Moore, and tight end Brandon Myers, who's probable with a shoulder injury. Uh, it's it's difficult to know what's going on with their running back situation, but I'm guessing that Marcel Reeves is still going to get the bulk of the playing time this week, so he's probable with a hamstring injury, so he's a flex option for me, as are wide receivers Rod Streeter and Jerron Kreiner that referred to during the waiver waiver, waiver wire segment. <laughs> and the running tongue back, twister segment. <laughs> yes, the tongue twister segment. Running backs, Jeremy Stewart, Darren McFadden, Mike Goodson, Taiwan Jones, I believe all of them on the bench. McFadden and Goodson are finally listed as probable this week, but I'll believe it when I see it. Kicking, kicking, kicker, he might be kicking too. Kicker <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski in the defense, I would leave them on the bench as well. Oh, no Sebastian Janikowski this week. All right. So, next game, St. Louis at Buffalo, the first of the Sunday early games. Am I imagining it, or is this game being played in Toronto? It is being played in Toronto. They they do that every now and then. Seems right, a little late in the they year play. for it, though. Got to be honest. Yeah, it is. It seems like it's a little late in the year, but yeah. I know it's usually the second half of the season, but anyway. A little, so A little much. Yeah. yeah, so Buffalo, in essence, only gets seven home games a season, but this game, I think, is a toss-up, but I'll, I'll give Buffalo the benefit of the doubt since it is a quote-unquote home game, and I'll pick them to win this game 28-27. I'm going to agree that Buffalo wins. I think they win by maybe a few more points, but less than a touchdown. Um Normally, I, I would pick Buffalo by a bigger margin, but the St. Louis defense I really like lately. Um, yeah. Fantasy-wise, for St. Louis, Sam Bradford, really only second quarterback option. I know this looks like a juicy matchup against the Bills' defense, but number one, they are in Canada, a little bit out of his element. Number two, there's no Danny Amendola. I, I feel like, aside from Chris Givens, he's just not throwing the ball to anybody else. I think they're going to do a little more damage on the ground. Uh, so I am starting Steven Jackson. I like Richardson more as a flex option, but he could definitely break a few runs off. I, he's a more interesting flex option for me this week than he normally is. Danny Amendola is doubtful with a heel injury. This dude's body just will not stay healthy all of a sudden. So unlikely he plays. Probably not a great idea to start him. And no to Brandon Gibson, no to Austin Pettis, no to the tight ends. Definitely, without a doubt, start Chris Givens. Uh, start the defense and start the kicker. For Buffalo, I would start both of the running backs, Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller. Everyone was surprised last week when Jackson got more carries than Spiller. Yes, you're <laughs> Just you're when you were getting comfortable. <laughs> yes. Spiller is listed as probable with a shoulder injury. Wide receiver Steve Johnson, probable with a hamstring injury. I like him. And also tight end Scott Chandler is probable with a groin injury. Quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, kind of like Bradford, I, I see him as more of the second quarterback. Wide receiver Donald Jones, probable with a calf injury, is a flex option for me. Kicker Ryan Lindell and the defense are okay. And stay away from wide receiver TJ Graham. He's gotten a few more looks lately, but he's listed as questionable with an ankle injury. Not somebody you want to um, put your, your playoff hopes on for this week. Yeah. 
and hopefully most of you are in the playoffs. So we well, want you to get some. to our show, then presumably they are. They could be in a consolation round. Yeah, it could be. Anyway. But hopefully they're playing meaningful December football, as, as they say in the trade. But <laughs> let's move All right. on. Let's move on to this um, regional rivalry game, the mm-hmm. once every four years game between Baltimore and in Washington, this year being played at Washington. If you'd said a month ago that you know that these two teams were playing, you would think it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Baltimore would win this game regardless of where it would be played. But those yeah. teams are coming on. They've won three games in a row, and I actually like them in this matchup. And not RG3 only do I was them, able to get the Washington Wizards to beat the Miami Heat this week. There is nothing this man can't do right now. That's right. He's, it's he's crazy. On Water, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think he'll continue to do that this week. I think Washington wins this game pretty easily. I'll go with the final score of Washington 35 and Baltimore 24. Um, I'm going to say Baltimore wins only if Ray Rice gets the ball in the fourth quarter. Um, I am a little bit of a bitter Ray Rice owner. <laughs> I don't understand how this happens, but... Um, I think this is going to be a very close game, and I honestly do think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I'd like to think that Baltimore would win this, but like you said, this is much more evenly matched up than I would prefer it to be. Uh, I am going to start Joe Flacco and Ray Rice uh, for sure. I'm also going to start Anquan Bolden and Torrey Smith. No to Jacoby Jones, no to the tight ends, no defense. Yes to the kicker, though. Washington, I would start RJ3. I would start running back Alfred Morris, wide receiver Pierre Garçon, probably with a foot injury. It just seems like with Griffin and Garçon that uh, Garçon is to Griffin as Brandon Marshall is to Cutler. I heard somewhere they were like, they were one in five when he didn't play, and their record when he does play is just unbelievable. And he he catches at least 86 yards of, of passes in every game he's played in. Like, it's insane. Yeah, but for whatever reason, they seem to pass disproportionately to him, and I think that's going to catch up with them at some point. But as yeah. long as it's working to your advantage, fantasy football-wise, Ride that going way. with it. Kicker uh, Kai Forbath is also a good start. Wide receivers Josh Morgan, Leonard Hankerson, and Aldrich Robinson are flex options for me, as is tight end Morgan Paulson. Defense, I think, is good to start this week. And running back, Seven Royster and Darrell Young, I would keep on your bench. I think that's fair. The next up, we've got Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. If you had said at the beginning of the season which one of these two teams would be a Super Bowl contender, I bet the majority of our listeners. I mean, even if you asked me too, you might have had a different answer than today. Right, would have would have voted for Philadelphia there, but their season has gone south in a hurry. And I actually think this is a pretty good matchup for I'm them. I'm excited There's, for this one. But I, I think it's another point flip game, but I'll go with Tampa Bay to win this in a nail-biter. I'll say Tampa Bay 31, Philadelphia 30. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, this is a game I think will be higher scoring and super competitive, if LaShawn McCoy was playing, the Eagles would win this game. But two of my favorite players this year, Nick Foles and Doug Martin, going to be on the field. It's going to be fun. Uh, Foles, I think, is a second quarterback option. 
I I really like the matchup, but I really don't love his receiving receiver core right now. Um, Bryce Brown, go ahead and start. I'm still terrified of the way he carries a football, and honestly, if you have other options, I'd go with him, but they're going to give him the ball way more than they give LaShawn McCoy the ball in, in play calling I can't understand, but I'm done trying. Jeremy Macklin's supposed to be their number one wide receiver. Only a flex option this week. Didn't even see a pass until well into second quarter last week. It's a little troubling. Riley Cooper doesn't have the chemistry yet. Say no to him. Jason Avant, I think, is an interesting flex option. Stay away from Damaris Johnson. I'm going to tell you to start tight end Brent Selleck, but I really don't want to. He's the only guy who can really catch Nick Foles' passes right now. He seems to be the only one he's comfortable with, but he's played two of the worst games of his career the last two weeks, and it's making me a little nervous. Um, saying no to the defense, no to the kicker. Uh, like you mentioned, Alex Henry, not a bad waiver wire pickup, but for me, he's a borderline start this week. For Tampa, I would start quarterback Josh Freeman, running back Doug Martin, and both their top two wide receivers, Vincent Jackson, who's probable with a calf injury, and Mike Williams. Start tight end Alex Clark and kicker Connor Barth. Wide receiver Tyquan Underwood had a bad game last week, but I still think mm-hmm. he's worthwhile starting as a flex option. In this Gonna have a lot of game. a lot of friends and family in the stands, I would imagine. Yeah. Went to college around here. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, I think the game's in Tampa. Oh, that's right. I have visitors. It's in Tampa. And he yeah. still has that sweet hair. I guess yes, it's not he all does. that. He does have that going for him. <laughs> Running back uh, Legarrette Blunt is on the bench for me as is the Tampa defense. Mm-hmm. All right. I can work with that. Let's so, keep rolling. Yeah, this, this next game, I don't think there's going to be much offense here. We've got San Diego with Pittsburgh. San Diego, just their offense has been anemic all season, and Philip Rivers has gone from somebody that passed for 4,600 yards a season ago to somebody that, He yeah. can't throw a touchdown pass. Can't do yeah. it. Yeah, and... Pittsburgh's defense is looking really strong. I know they lost Ike Taylor, but they should still be quite strong against San Diego. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, of course, Roethlisberger, Willie, or won't he play? Is Charlie Batch capable of pulling another rabbit out of the hat? San Diego has a good run defense, so running the ball might not go so well for Pittsburgh. When all is said and done, though, I expect that Pittsburgh, being in the playoff hunt, will win this game, and I'll take them by... Eight points, Pittsburgh 21, San Diego 13. I'm taking them 24-17. I think Pittsburgh wins by a touchdown. I think Big Ben plays in this game, and I think that's the difference. I just don't understand how Phillip Rivers is so terrible right now. Part of it's his wide receivers. I get that. But holy moly, he has been awful the last two weeks. Really only a second quarterback option, and honestly not a, a really attractive one at that. Not this week, not against this defense. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I am okay with starting Ryan Matthews. Denario Alexander, I've been excited about a lot of this season, but he's everyone's figured out that he's the only offensive weapon they seem to have, and he's been nullified the last week or two. And I think that's going to happen again this week, so I'm saying no to him, no to Malcolm Floyd, no to Eddie Royal, no to Michael Spurlock, no to Robert Meacham. Do you sense a theme here? Um, but I am going to start tight end Antonio Gates, the defense, but not the kicker. For Pittsburgh, I would start wide receiver Mike Wallace, tight end Heath Miller in the defense. 
whoever starts as a quarterback, whether it's Roethlisberger or Charlie Batch, I think is at best a second quarterback option this week. Running back Jonathan Dwyer, wide receivers, um, and um, Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders are flex options for me. I would keep running backs Rashard Mendenhall, Isaac Redman, and Chris Rainey on the bench and kick, keep, kicker, Steve Sweet and Sean Sweet on the bench as well. I don't know what it is about kickers this week. <laughs> it's just making you nuts. I keep tripping over their names, yes. I know. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Onward and upward, we've got Chicago and Minnesota upward. and another game that could well come down to a pair of kickers. And I agree with you. This is going to be close. It's also going to be low scoring. Flip a coin. I'll take Chicago 21-20. Also worth noting, Percy Harvin went on IR with that bad ankle that's kept him almost inactive and actually inactive the last couple of weeks. So Minnesota is down a weapon. I am still taking them to win this game. I just It's been too long since Jay Cutler's made any major mistakes, and I think he's about due. So I say he's really a second quarterback option at best. Uh, I am going to start Matt Forte and Michael Bush. I'm starting Brandon Marshall. There's absolutely no reason to be starting any other wide receiver because Brandon Marshall gets twice as many targets as everybody else on the team. No to the tight end. Yes to the defense, like you said, low scoring, but no kicker. Well, that was a nice flip that Earl Bennett did last week to get it into the end zone. Unfortunately, he landed on his head. But Unfortunately, you also yeah. don't get style points in most fantasy football leagues. If not, I would have started Jerome Simpson every week last exactly. year after he had that uh, one touchdown where he flipped over the guy. But uh, I can't remember if that was before or after his suspension. But anyway. It was last year. So for Minnesota, you have to start Adrian Peterson even against the Bears run defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy, you would never know that he had knee problems. Kind of ridiculous. The way he's run this season. Yeah, he's just making everybody look like they're playing at a, at a lower level. Mm-hmm. Tight end Kyle Rudolph proved he was healthy last week. His shoulder is still bothering him, but he's listed as probable. We'll go ahead and start him. Defense is good to start. Wide receiver Jerry is right, especially with Harvin out now. He's a decent flex option. Quarterback Christian Ponder was awful last week against the Packers. I would not start him against the Bears defense, even Sons Brian Herlocker. Running back Toby Gerhardt, you probably haven't started him. Don't start now. Wide receiver, is, as Jenna mentioned, Percy Harvin went on IR today with his ankle injury. Jerome Simpson, Michael Jenkins, Evan Aramashadu, don't start any of those guys. Tight end John Carlson and kicker Blair Walsh. Keep those guys on your bench, too. Okay. All right. So now we've got Atlanta and Carolina. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm, I'm still not impressed by Atlanta. I could very well see, even if they end the regular season with just one loss, that they could, you know, obviously then they would get a first-round bye, but I could see them losing in the division rounds, and I'm just not at all impressed by this team, they keep you know, winning close games, which I guess is a good mm-hmm. skill to have in playoffs, but I think at some point their luck runs out when they play a stronger defense. I think Carolina's defense is better than people give them credit for. Their offense has looked a little better the last couple weeks, and mm-hmm. I think that they're going to win this game or go with Carolina 28 and Atlanta 24. Uh, I don't know if I think it's going to be that close. I think Atlanta wins by at least a touchdown. I have 
much less faith in the Carolina offense than you do. Granted, Atlanta is a weird team to watch, and it's hard to think that they're ten and one, or not even ten and one. They only have one loss. But uh, fantasy wise, I'm still starting Matt Ryan. I'm starting Michael Turner. I'm not starting Jaquiz Rogers. Starting Roddy White and Julio Jones. No Harry Douglas. No tight end Tony Gonzalez. Yes to the defense. Yes to the kicker. I just um I don't think this is going to be as competitive as it maybe should be. All right, before we go on to the next game, I have a Roddy White question I want to ask you. But first, for Carolina, quarterback Cam Newton, start him, wide receiver Steve Smith, and tight end Greg Olson, who's probable with his back injury, start both of those guys. Running back D'Angelo Williams, I think he's a flex option this week. Yes, Jonathan Stewart is listed as probable with an ankle injury, but I still think Williams is the healthier of the two options and therefore gets more carries. Kicker Graham Gano in the defense, I'm okay with starting this week. Running backs Jonathan Stewart and Mike Tolbert, I'd say no to. Wide receiver Brandon LaFell, probable with a toe injury, and Lewis Murphy. I think keep both of those guys on your bench as well. Okay. So here's the Roddy White question. He had a horrible game last week against mm-hmm. the Saints. He was, you know, pretty much everyone else on the team had a good game fantasy stat-wise, and he didn't. Does that affect you at all, especially if you have to win to get into the playoffs this week or if you're in the first round of your playoffs? Does that bother you at all, or would you still go ahead and start him? I guess it would depend what other wide receivers I had, um, but I'm not going to drop. Probably came down to Roddy White and Larry Fitzgerald. Which one of those two would you start at this point? Roddy White, no doubt. I agree. Yeah, the, I agree. the Cardinals are way too much of a mess. Sorry, Larry yeah. Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but when we get to that game, I'm actually going to recommend not starting him, which I never thought I'd say about Larry Fitzgerald, but that no, quarterback play there it is makes just me sad. It's a sad day. Yeah, you, you can't take a chance like that if you are if you have to win this week. So, so on to the next game then. This game, yeah. Dallas at Cincinnati. I think this is another coin flip game. I could see this game am, going either I'm way. I'm terrified of this game. <laughs> But I think Dallas is going to pull it out, and I'll go with them to win this game 28-27. I sure hope we pull it out. I think having DeMarco Murray back definitely helps. Um, and I I didn't realize this, but Des Bryant leads the league in second-half touchdowns. Seems Yes, he does. I'm amazed that somebody very keeps strange. track of that. But yeah. yeah, but he does, for what that's worth. Um, can't necessarily the turn the right way around. almost had a second-half touchdown. <laughs> Oh, these Cowboys make me nuts. Um, I agree with you. This is going to be really close. I think it's it's within three points. I think the Cowboys will pull it out, but that may be a little biased. Um, I am starting Tony Romo. I'm starting DeMarco Murray. Say no to Felix Jones and Philip Tanner. Yes to Des Bryant, Miles Austin, and I'm staying away from the other wide receivers. I am without a doubt starting tight end Jason Witten, who the Eagles seem to think was inactive last week and were not interested in covering. Hopefully that happens again, but I doubt it. Uh, no to the defense and no to the kicker. Cincinnati's going to definitely put some points up. Cincinnati, I like quarterback Andy Dalton. Running back Ben Jarvis Green Ellis could have a good game against the Cowboys run defense. Wide receiver A.J. Green should have a good game even against the Dallas secondary. Tight end Jermaine Gresham, probable with a hamstring injury, but I like him as well. Wide receiver Andrew Hawkins is a flex option for me. Kicker Mike Nugent, he's questionable with a calf injury, but if he plays, I'm okay with starting him and also with the defense. I don't think it'll be too high scoring a game. 
Keep running back Cedric Perriman on your bench. He's questionable with an ankle injury. Wide receiver Armand Bins and Marvin Jones is finally starting to see some playing time, but I, I would keep both of those guys on the bench as well. Okay. So Let's next talk up about your got, favorite team, the Chiefs. <laughs> well, yeah, last week was just a bizarre week for them, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I think after that incident on, on Saturday with uh, Javon Belcher, after that whole tragedy, you, know, you just really didn't know what to expect. You figure either they'd come out really fired up and win the game like they did, or mm-hmm. if they had you know lost 49 to nothing, that wouldn't surprise me either. I think a game like that, you really can't tell what's going on. This week, some of the emotional energy is probably worn off some, but I still think they match up pretty well with Cleveland, and I'm going to pick them, albeit in a probably biased pick, to win this game. I'll say Kansas City 24, Cleveland 20. I'm going to take Cleveland. Um, <clears throat> I do think it'll be closer, but I just I just don't know if there's enough there in the past game for me to think they can really beat this Cleveland team. Brady Quinn, really more of a second quarterback option. I'm definitely starting Jamal Charles, but not Peyton Hillis. Dwayne Bowe is the only wide receiver I'm interested in starting. I'm saying no to the tight ends, the defense, and the kicker. No Tony Moliaki for you. Nope. I don't, I just, I don't think it's his week. Huh. All right. For Cleveland, I would start quarterback Brandon Whedon, who's, Proven to be a fairly reliable fantasy option, maybe not yeah. a star, but definitely at least the second quarterback this week. I think you can start him with confidence as the first quarterback. Running back Trent Richardson, he's been listed as probable with ribs, probable with a rib problem for the last several weeks, but I think he's still worth starting this week, as is wide receiver Josh Gordon. Wide receiver Mohamed Massaquas getting more targets again. I think he's a flex option this week, as is tight end Ben Watson. Defense is okay to start. Leave running back Montario Hardesty on the bench. All the other wide receivers, Greg Little, Josh Cooper, Josh Cribbs, Travis Benjamin, keep them on the bench. Tight end Jordan Cameron, probable with a groin injury, keep him on the bench. And kicker Phil Dawson, keep him on the bench as well. And it still confuses me, even though here we are in week 14 of the season, that there's a Jordan Cameron who plays tight end for the Browns, and then there's a Cameron Jordan who's a defensive player. And I... I love when stuff like that happens. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I get confused, but I do. So onward and upward, we've got Tennessee at Indianapolis. I think this is going to be another high-scoring, interesting game, but I think Indianapolis wins this. I'll pick them to win by a touchdown. I'll say Indianapolis 35, Tennessee 28. I think they win by 10 points. I just – I'm worried about Jake Locker. He's only a second the hurt quarterback locker. option. Huh? The hurt locker? <laughs> he's been the hurt locker. <laughs> um, he's only a second quarterback option for me this week. I'm starting Chris Johnson. I'm starting Kenny Britt. Nate Washington, more of a flex option. Uh, definitely starting Kendall Wright, but not Damian Williams. I'm saying no to tight end Jared Cook. I, I normally am a big fan of his. And really, I'm on the fence. I think it could go either way, but... We'll see. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, no defense. He had no another kicker. nice game last week. I know, which is what's making me feel like that might ha- not happen again this week. Consistency hasn't really been there for anything in Tennessee. All right, so for Indy, I would start 
quarterback, Andrew Luck. I know I'm going out on a limb there, but he's probable with any injury. He'll be fine. Running back, Vic Ballard. Wide rec- running back, Donald Brown, is out with an ankle injury, so Ballard figures to get the lion's share of the work there. Wide receivers, Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton, and Donnie Avery are all good starts, and kicker, kicker, kicker Adam Vinatieri is a good start this week. Tight end Dwayne Allen is a flex option for me. Defense is okay. And I would keep Kobe Fleener on the bench as well as Donald Brown this week. Okay. So moving on, New York to Jacksonville. I'm sure this is not going to be one of the higher rated games on the mm-hmm. on the CBS um, roster on Sunday afternoon. Nevertheless, somebody's got to win this game, and I think it's going to be the Jets. I think Mark Sanchez will bounce back somewhat against Jacksonville's pass defense, which isn't very good. I picked the Jets to win this by 10 points. I'll say I'm going the other way. Jacksonville 14. I, I, I think the only way I would have been excited about this game is if they had traded Tim Tebow to Jacksonville and then Tim Tebow quarterback the Jaguars. <laughs> um, but... I, I really I really don't think the Jets can, can keep up with Jacksonville, which is weird to say, but this is such a mess. Uh I would stay away from Mark Sanchez and any of these quarterbacks in any way, shape or form. Um Sean Green I think is kind of a default start because offense has to come from somewhere. Jeremy Curley is really the only offensive player I'm thinking about starting otherwise. No to Chad Schilling, Stephen Hill, even Dustin Keller, who I normally am a big fan of. I am going to start the defense, but not the kicker. All right. I guess I'm just, yeah, I think once they get away from New York and the Bluebirds, you know, they've had Well, and I'm, I'm also partial now. to just, Chad Henney, in all fairness. So. Yeah. I just think the Jets, as they should. Well, actually, I shouldn't say as they showed last week. That was <laughs> a pretty uh, pathetic um quarterbacking performance there um, last week for um, for Mr. Lindley, but I, I think that the Jets' pass defense is still pretty good, even without Darrell Revis. The run defense hasn't been all that good, but again, you know, Montel Owens is starting at running back this week for Jacksonville. He's a flex option for me. Tight end Marcinius Lewis is the only person I'm really wanting to start. Wide receivers, Cecil Shorts, questionable with a concussion, and Justin Blackman. Hopefully it's not raining this week and he has an easier time catching the ball. Um, the defense, those are all okay starts for me. Quarterback Chad Henney, don't like him against the Jets pass defense. Running back, Rashad Jennings, questionable with a concussion. Maurice Jones-Drew, still listed as questionable with a foot injury, unlikely to play. And kicker Josh Scobie, keep all of those guys out of your starting lineup this week. Hmm, all right, let's see. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this game. This will, yeah. Has, has weird ramifications book note, for mark on this one, and we'll come back to it next week. Yeah. So, first of the late, late games, Miami is playing at San Francisco. I don't think this game will be too close. Maybe Miami will surprise me. They kept the New England game surprisingly close, but I think San Francisco wins this by 10 points. I'll say San Francisco 27, Miami 17. Uh, Yeah, normally I'm a big Miami homer, but I agree with you. I think this is a really tough matchup for them. Um, I I don't know if I even want to say start Tannehill as a second quarterback this week. He's struggled and against some much lesser defenses. I know San Francisco has looked a little 
a little different the last few weeks, but I just I don't know how good I feel about this matchup for him. Um, Reggie Bush, I am going to start. No to Daniel Thomas. There's definitely not going to be enough there for him. Brian Hartline and Devon Best, both flex options. I just don't know how many points Miami's really putting up. I think this will be a pretty low-scoring game. Um, I'm not starting any of the other wide receivers. I'm not starting tight end Anthony Fasano, which I'm sure is very shocking to all of you. Um, I'd say maybe on the defense, but lean more towards no and no to the kicker. For San Francisco, I would start running back Frank Gore, wide receiver Michael Crabtree, tight end Vernon Davis in the defense. Quarterback Colin Kaepernick is the second quarterback for me. Wide receiver Mario Manningham and Randy Moss are flex options. Manningham's questionable in a shoulder injury. And kicker David Akers is okay to start. I would, much as I'd like to to recommend Michael James, I I can't do it. I just don't think there's enough there for him. (laughs) Brandon Jacobs, don't start him. And tight end Delaney Walker, no need to start him either. All right. We're in the home stretch. Yes, we are. New Orleans at the Giants. At the beginning of the year, I would have said this would be a really competitive game. Now, I think it's only semi-competitive. The Giants have been a a Jekyll and Hyde team this year, but I think they'll get their act together with their backs up against the wall, and I think they win this 37-28. I just don't think New Orleans defense is going to be able to stop them either on the ground or in the air. Um, you know, I disagree. I think New Orleans is going to win this game, and I I think it'll be very competitive. I think it'll be high scoring, but I just I don't know, just a feeling. Um, I'm definitely starting Drew Brees. I'm starting Darren Sproles. I think Pierre Thomas could be a flex, but I'm saying no to Chris Ivory, no to Mark Ingram. Um, absolutely starting Marquise Colston. I am going to start Lance Moore, a little more of a flex option. He's kind of a lower end wide receiver. Uh, no to Devery Henderson, but yes to Jimmy Graham, and I'm saying no to the defense and no to the kicker. I think this will be an interesting game. Oh, it'll be interesting. I just don't see how New Orleans' defense is going to stop them at all, but you know, it's one thing to stop Atlanta. I'm just not impressed with them, especially their running game, but I think the Giants have a little bit better balance and have some more weapons, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. For the Giants, I would start quarterback Eli Manning, running back Ahmad Bradshaw, probable with his foot injury. Wide receivers Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix. Tight end Martellus Bennett and kicker Lawrence Tynes. Even wide receiver Ruben Randall is a decent mm. flex option, and the defense is okay to start. Running backs David Wilson and Craig Lumpkin, neither one of them should be in your lineup. And... Francis Barden and Dominic Hickson, the two wide receivers, neither of those guys should be in your lineup either. This is another one. We'll have to see what, what we'll revisit next week and see what happens. Yeah, so both the New York teams, we disagree on the yeah. outcomes of the games. I say they both win and you say they both lose. Yeah, Sounds like a little bit of homerism on both sides to me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's thinking. go out west. <laughs> All right, uh, this game is going to be atrocious, but... I am not excited for this one at all. (laughs) No. Arizona is taking its lovely show on the road up to Seattle. They're taking their talents to the Pioneer City. I just... (laughs) I would rather watch every minute of the Jets-Jacksonville game than watch this game, even half of this game. Uh, I think I'd rather watch the Cleveland-Kansas City game than this game. I'm not sure about Jets-Jacksonville, but... I don't think this is going to be close at all. I think Arizona will be lucky to match their point total. 
of last week against the Jets, the six points. I'll, I'll give them six points, but I think Seattle scores 23 and wins this easily. I don't know. I don't know about 23. Uh, I think this will be low scoring, not exciting. I am really, really concerned about the Arizona offense. Um it looks like it's going to be Kevin Cobb this week. Uh, but again, I mean, Ryan Lindley was terrible last week. Sorry for telling you to start him, but he was awful. Um, part of that is the fact that their offensive line is terrible. <laughs> um, but I just stay away from Kevin Cobb. Stay away from anybody playing quarterback for the Cardinals. Um, I think Beanie Wells is more of a flex play this week. Uh, don't start any of the other running backs. Larry Fitzgerald, it's just, it's so sad, but like we mentioned before, you just I think you have to sit him this week. You can't play in the playoffs and take a risk of a goose egg. It's terrifying. Um it depends, I think too, like you said before, who your other options are. I mean, if your other option is a yeah. concussed Cecil Shorts going against the Jets pass defense, I think Not I might a good one. especially if Kevin Cobb is starting, I might be inclined to give to give, um, the rumor is that is, it's going to be Cobb, but nobody really knows how Cobb, healthy I would he is. Fitzgerald is a flex option, but if it's if mm. it's Lindley again, then I don't think you can start Fitzgerald and feel good about that. I'm saying no to Andre Roberts, no to Michael Floyd. Early Doucette may be a flex option. If you're in a really deep league, you could start him. No tight ends, no defense. Maybe to the kicker. I think I would say out of the rest of the kickers, he's a top 12 pick, but I don't know. It's not – this is going to be such a sad game. Yeah. Ron Hausler has been playing a little better. He's been getting more targets probably yeah, but who's going to throw him the ball? <laughs> well, he had four catches even last week against – but the funny I, thing is I, I think his I wouldn't, catches I wouldn't. were there for less combined yardage than uh, Larry Fitzgerald's one catch for 23 yards. Go get Dallas Clark or Brandon Myers or even Ben Watson. Yeah, well, I'm guessing Brandon Myers is probably not available in many leagues at this point anymore. But anyway, uh, if, let's keep going. If he is, sure, go grab him. But <laughs> Seattle running back Marshawn Lynch is a definite start, as is the Seattle defense. Quarterback Russell Wilson, I like him more as a second quarterback this week. Wide receiver Sidney Rice, if he were healthy, I'd say start him. But since he's mm-hmm. you know, perhaps concussed, I think he's the best of flex option. And Arizona does have a good pass defense. You know, just ask Mark Sanchez. Uh, wide receivers, uh, Golden Tate and Doug Baldwin are also flex options for me. Tight end Zach Miller, same thing, flex. Stephen Hauschka is uh, okay to start. Running backs, Leon Washington and Robert Turbin, no. Wide receivers, Ben Obamanu, no. And Braylon Edwards, who was let go this week, so you definitely don't want to start him. Yeah. Tight end Evan Moore is also a no for me. Okay. Last two. Last two. We've got the Sunday night game, which is another for me a coin. Actually, both the Sunday night and Monday night game are coin flips for me. First, Detroit at Green Bay. Green Bay won last week, and they were at home against Minnesota, but it wasn't all that impressive given what Minnesota was putting out there. It was basically Adrian Peterson and the 52 Stooges, but I think Detroit gives them a better game, but I still believe Green Bay will find a way to pull this out. I think they win this game 30-28. to 28. I think that Green Bay wins in a little more decisively, but um, they always play each other really tough, so it'll be interesting. I think Matt Stafford's more of a second quarterback option this week. 
I just don't love the matchup. I am definitely going to start Michaela Shore. Uh, no to the rest of the running backs. I'm starting Calvin Johnson. Not a surprise there. Mike Thomas might be an interesting flex play, more so a deeper league. Again, depending on what you have, it's kind of an unknown quantity right now. Uh, I'm saying yes to Brandon Pettigrew. Tony Scheffler is a flex option, like you said. Uh, we think he's going to benefit from the lack of other wide receivers. <laughs> and uh, I'm saying no to the defense, but yes to the kicker. Robinski kind of intrigues me, but I wouldn't be starting him in a in a playoff game. Where he intrigues me, but not enough to get into to the playoff. Do something about it yet. <laughs> yeah. So, quarterback for Green Bay, quarterback Aaron Rodgers goes without saying. Start him. Wide receiver James Jones. I think it's going to be it's a little, it's a carousel there, but with Jordy Nelson banged up this week, and I think James Jones will get the majority of the targets. Mm-hmm. Tight end, Jermichael Finley is a good start. Kicker, Mason Crosby, I'm okay with starting. Running back, Alex White, flex option for me. Wide receivers, Greg Jennings, finally healthy. And Randall Cobb, I think you can start both of those guys as confident, with confidence as a flex and the defense as well. Running back, James Starks is out with a knee injury. John Kuhn, Ryan Grant, don't start any of those guys. Wide receiver, Jordy Nelson, doubtful with a hamstring injury. And Donald Driver, questionable. With a thumb injury, don't start either of those guys. Okay. All right, I can live with that. So now we get to a Monday night matchup between two of the three best teams in the AFC this year, Houston at New England. Houston, again, not sure that they're exactly deserving of an 11-1 record, but I think it's, unlike Atlanta, I think it's hard to argue that Houston isn't, you know, one of the top teams in the in the conference. Again, this it's hard, to, it's hard to feel like anybody's playing better than Denver is right now. No, I, I agree. If I had to pick yeah. a Super Bowl team right now for the AFC, it would be Denver. Mm-hmm. But in this particular game, I think it's a coin flip, but I'll, I'll say that New England wins it by a field goal. New England 37, Houston 34. And we're all going to talk about Houston's defense. It just seems like they've lost too many guys you know, to their – pass rush, and for whatever reason, their pass defense has really suffered the last few weeks, and I think that's going to continue and to be the case this week against Tom Brady. this is not the team you want to have a rough pass defense for. <laughs> no. Um, I, I'm re- this is nice to have a Monday night game to actually, you know, be excited about and have fantasy implication, and it's been, feels like the last couple of weeks haven't been quite as good. Um, but this is probably one of the better games this week. I agree with you. I think it's going to be pretty high-scoring. Um, I just I I think New England wins it. It's hard to bet against New England in December. This is when they kind of kick into high gear and things get pretty serious. Um, if they had more wide receivers, Houston, I might feel a little better about this. But I think they put up a good fight. I think New England gets the ball last and they win this game. I am going to start Matt Schaub. I'm starting Arian Foster. I'm starting Andre Johnson. Uh, Kevin Walter, I think, could be an interesting flex play this week. Don't start Garrett Graham. He's still suffering from a concussion from last week. I am going to start tight end Owen Daniels. No to the defense. While, like you said, they are technically one of the better defenses statistically this year, this is a terrible, terrible week to start them. I am going to start the kicker, though. Lots of extra points and field goals to be had. New England's offense didn't look very good against Miami's defense, but I think... I think Miami's defense is a lot better than people give them credit for, though. 
But do you like them better than Miami's? Do you think Miami's defense is better than Houston's defense at this point? I don't know. I I don't think Houston is so far ahead of them. I think they're a lot closer maybe than it looks, but yeah, just, just it's hard to slow New England team down. If Miami held them to 23 points, and here we are picking yeah. New England to score in the 30s when arguably Houston has a, you know, a better defense, but we'll see. For New England, I would start quarterback Tom Brady, running back Stephen Ridley, wide receiver Wes Walker, tight end Aaron Hernandez, and kicker Stephen Goskowski. Running back Shane Vereen is the flex option. Wide receiver Brandon Floyd, also flex option. Running back Danny Woodhead, no. Brandon Bolden back from his suspension. You still don't need to start him. No. Uh, Julian Edelman, I think, was put on IR, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he was, and they re-signed Dante Stallworth back again. Right, but you don't want to start either of those guys, no. <laughs> um, especially Julian Edelman. And mm-hmm. tight end Rob Gronkowski is probably going to be out again with his forearm this week. And the defense, just because I think Houston is going to score a lot of points, I would say don't start the New England defense either this week. Yeah, I think that's probably good advice. This this will be one of the better games to watch, though, as long as you're not a fan of, you know, strong defenses, like you're not Mike Ditka or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's getting better now. But so the question I have for you, since we have a couple minutes left here, is just, how willing are you to take chances, or what kinds of ch- how conservative are you when it comes to your starting lineup uh, when it comes to um, the playoff weeks? Now, take for instance Eric Decker in in Denver has sort of disappeared the last couple weeks. Would you still feel confident starting him in a game this week, or would you, you know, say your choices were Eric Decker, Cecil Shorts, and Larry Fitzgerald for this week? Which one of those guys do you start? Eric Decker. Cecil Shorts, I'm real concerned about his head. Larry Fitzgerald, I'm really concerned about his quarterback situation. And while Eric Decker's been a little bit of a forgotten man, uh, it's still Peyton Manning. It's still a Raiders defense that isn't quite as good as in years past. And I just, I don't know, I just, I think I like his ceiling better than the others. So you would say, how about Eric Decker versus Chris Givens? I might go Chris Givens. He's pretty much the only real option there. I'm very upset about Danny Amendola not playing, but Chris Givens, I just, I don't know. I I really like what he's doing lately. I just, it's hard to say no to a Peyton Manning wide receiver, though. It would be tough. I just, Thursday, if, it, if Denver was playing on Sunday instead of Thursday, I'd probably go Decker over Givens, but if I had to pick one or the other, it might be Givens this week. Now, why would it make a difference to you if they were playing on Sunday rather than Thursday night? Because Thursday night games have been low scoring and just not fantasy production-wise the way I'd like them to be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Just drives me slowly insane. (laughs) Right. So why don't you tell people again before we wrap up uh, how they can get in touch with us during the week and... I guess we'll be back again next week, hopefully, we with uh, just as many listeners because you'll all win your first-round playoff matches or, or like win your last option. regular seat. I like it. Uh, we will be back next week from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. And if you want to find us throughout the week, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. You can email us at the number 4 THN Inches Show at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. Uh, definitely check out the blog at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. You can find us on Twitter. My handle is JKIM16. Sherpa is fantasy underscore Sherpa, and you can ask us questions uh, right up until Sunday morning. We're happy to answer all your line of questions or share your opinions, whatever you'd like. And like I said, check us out next week, and be sure to let us know how your playoffs are going. Yeah, thanks for the great show, Jen, and good luck to everybody in the playoffs this week. And happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a four hundred one k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by three percent. You can do that. And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get three percent on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com/boost by April thirtieth. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. Three percent match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.